have my your necklace yeah i forgot to put it on after i got out of the shower i don't shower with it do you no absolutely not oh. i think it is waterproof but you know i don't want it to get corroded or just stained and i've heard it you know people get it a bit and i don't know what happens to it exactly but it's uh this is not good. good yeah okay yeah i actually jumped in the river with it the other day and i thought <laughs> I'm sure Oops. it's fine. Well, I do want to tell you, I know we kind of jumped in this conversation, sorry, 30 seconds ago. Uh, hello, everybody. Hello, I do everyone. want to tell you that when I was wearing it during the retreat last weekend, yep. and I was in a deep state of, you know, connection to Pachamama, it, I felt the energy that it has. <clears throat> and I'm like, whoa, this thing really works. Because like right now when I'm wearing it, you know, I mean... I don't really feel it, feel it, you know? Sure. Uh, I do feel perhaps a different way slightly than I usually do, but I was in like a deep meditative state and this thing was like, like on my chest and it was just like, whoa, this thing actually works. It was so powerful. It was like amazingly powerful, absolutely insane. And do you think that's just because your awareness and consciousness is a little more heightened? Yeah, it was it was much more heightened. You know, my, my brain slowed down and I was, you know, very connected to my heart chakra. I was I was in a totally different state. You know, we were we were doing deep work at the Minamtegori retreat, which I co host with my partner, Michael Chierno. And it was very prominent the way I was feeling. It was just absolutely fantastic. Wow, that's great news. That's good to. Uh, it's good for news for me as well. You know, just <laughs> like a, a little validation out there. Oh yeah, I mean, the, I then look on the website of leilaq.com uh, and I looked into the research tab, and they have pictures of the water. Is it the water molecules? I think mm-hmm. it's the water molecules. When they, yeah. you know, they have the control group and they they put it into the water. They did it. They did a collaboration with. Um, the Moto Institute, the one with yeah, uh, yeah. the messages of water, you know, the one that realized uh, through um, research that water is consciousness and is affected by, uh, you know, words of gratitude, words of hate, anger, all that stuff, right? He saw different different pictures of water when he did some sort of a, what is it, a freezing, flash freeze technique. But anyways, they show pictures on the Lilac website of the of a control group and then after putting into the lila q water bottle for 10 minutes and after putting into the lila q uh, block for three minutes and you can compare they have 10 samples and they look differently and they have like a summary summary of the results and i was sharing this information with the retreat participants and it's absolutely mind-blowing so that's pretty cool you can uh for whomever is interested in this you can go to lilaq.com look at the research or science tab and uh, page and check it out. Well, <clears throat> damn, that's awesome. That's yeah, really the technology cool. absolutely works. Um, it was cool to kind of have an insight into what healers and like more connected beings, you know, energetically feel and how like they, they've been validating this technology, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. That, that, uh, dude, that's awesome. I, um, oh, there's one thing I wanted to tell you. I was going to tell you before we started recording. Oh, uh, this is totally random, but it popped into my head. Mm-hmm. Thaddeus mentioned the um, 
did you see uh, Primal Hackers comment on the, uh, maybe it was a couple episodes ago, about like stacking all of the organs at once? Yeah, I did see it. It was the last episode, meaning episode seven last yeah. week. So, uh, yeah, so you got back to him. And what, so what have you changed in the past week? Hold on, let me close the door here in the, in the room. One sec. No, you're good. All right, I'm back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so essentially I started taking, so we have six different uh, products. Mm-hmm. And I basically just put, you know, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday on the on the lids of the bottles, and I'm just taking one of the, uh, one different product a day. You know, nice. Um, I am taking the bone a couple of times um, a week, or, or like a little more often, um, because it's got you know, like different types of collagen in it, some peptides, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the one that I'm, I'm rolling with more regularly and a, a few of the products have liver in them. So I'm probably getting liver, I don't know, three times a week or maybe around there. But dude, since that, since I stopped stacking all those, I haven't had that intense feeling in my stomach anymore. Mm, beautiful. It might've been that. Did you email Harden, Harden and Searle too or no? Okay, so I I did have an email drafted to send to him, but now there's something else I got to add to it, and I wish I had it in front of me right now. But I'm reading this book um, that Ryan Holiday recommended to Joe Rogan about Genghis Khan and the Mongol army. Mm-hmm. My opinion of Genghis Khan has changed quite a bit. He's he's misunderstood man. He was not nearly as gnarly and bloodthirsty. He did kill a bunch of people, so I'll give him that. But he uh, he was hey, a better favorites. man. Uh, probably uh, high seven for sure. Low eight. I don't know. I haven't finished it yet. Mm-hmm. But the reason that these guys, so these uh, Chinese, like a lot of the Mongols didn't read or write. They were just kind of on the run handling situations. Okay. These Chinese uh, philosophers and scribes documented a lot of the stuff that they did. And one thing that stood out to me was the reason that Genghis Khan's army was allowed to was able to conquer so many different people was because they were always nomadic and they mm-hmm. ate almost exclusively meat uh raw dairy powdered milk and organs and it, he said it allowed them to per, outperform um all the other armies they could go a couple of days without eating and they were still like high energy they had stronger bones and he compared them to all the more like sedentary agricultural based uh like groups in the area, and this is like all over Asia, a massive region, but they ate uh, grains and uh, or like more heavily eating grains, ate very little meat, you know, more more of an agricultural society. And they had like weaker teeth, weaker bones. They had lower energy. They had to eat all the time to stay energized. Um, so I was like, of course, Saladino needs to know this, that uh, Genghis Khan and his army were such badasses because they were essentially carnivore or meat animal based. Wow. And how long um, are these stories of Genghis Khan army? What what year are we talking about? Like the, like 1200, 1200, give or take. I wonder, like, where did they get the information of what was this army eating? Like, is this... Dude, these, these Chinese guys were uh, rolling around documenting stuff, like writing, wow. writing stuff down. Yeah. And a lot of the history was like destroyed. Um, and they've recently uncovered these, like these books where they've like really documented all the stuff this guy was doing. Cause they were trying to figure out why he was 
so great and was able to conquer everyone. Um, and wow. I'm not saying it's just because they were animal based, but these dudes were like, they weren't like traditional armies. They were all on horseback. They were all, you know, riding around like total tornadoes that would take these, these other, uh, tribes down. Um, you know, like tens of thousands of people. So is it the, the, was it an army of ten thousands of tens of thousands of people? Yep. Yeah, his military well, was I mean, even bigger than that probably. Maybe maybe yeah. into the six figures, but they would um they would just herd animals with them and have like mm-hmm. big grazing lands. They would do a little bit of hunting, but mm-hmm. um yeah, they would raise like cattle and reindeer, I think, or something like that. Um and eat the meat, eat the organs, uh they would drink the milk. They would also powder and dry the milk. And How did they do that? I don't know. I mean, maybe like dehydrate it somehow. I'm not sure, but they they talk about powdered milk a lot. Um, like the book is not centered around nutrition. This was one uh, like little paragraph that I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. I wonder why. So interesting. But look at fire salad, you know up. That's amazing. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to to hearing what he says about this. So so fascinating uh, and timely. Yeah. yeah. So this book is amazing. You're saying, dude, it's really good. I'm I'm trying to read more um, stuff that doesn't matter. I mean, not to say that history doesn't matter, but you know, it's not like as productive. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I'm reading that right now, and it's really really good. Like I, I'm at nighttime, right around like seven thirty. I'm like, all right, time for bed. I want to get this book open. I got to see what's going on with Genghis Khan. And what are you, why are you trying to read stuff that is less relevant, let's say, to whatever you're trying to accomplish otherwise? I, I just, I don't know. I, I got to stop trying to be so fucking productive, you know? <laughs> like, it's okay to enjoy life a little bit and just chill out and do things that don't matter. I mean, I've talked to you about this before. It's a struggle for me with everything. Like, everything mm-hmm. has to be productive. But um, I see what you mean. Yeah. And, and I think like there's also, I've kind of tricked myself into believing that there's productivity in lack of productivity. Mm. You so know? You're, you're doing things just to feed your soul in terms of whatever your, uh, your soul wants to do it in a more playful way. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I never really went to many um, uh, concerts, but in the past like two weeks here in Bend, there's shows all the time. Um, so I've been to two concerts and a, um, a comedy show, all of which were fantastic, all of which were pretty nice. unproductive. Um, but it was like a really good time, you know, and I, it, it's, you can kind of turn off a little bit. So it's, um, I think that there is as much value in being turned off and recharging as there is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think what's cool is that you are by doing these activities such as going to the concert and comedy show you are actually being productive but you're not having the framework of being productive so you're not putting pressure on yourself to do these things for the sake of balancing yourself you're really doing them for the sake of joy without of uh, you just enjoying life without uh, as you're saying without too much importance on what you're doing else just doing it because you're flowing into that activity that is calling yourself to have a good time uh, but it is productive i think in terms of giving you the balance and rest and resting your mind and opening your heart and laughing and you know chilling you know which is important so i think you are doing all of this now with uh less pressure on yourself to 
to balance yourself in that way, which is awesome. Yeah. 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 I think it, uh, and it feels good. That's nice. Well, you're crushing it, my man. I'm happy to hear it. I also give myself like a very, uh, like if I know I'm going to do something meaningless in the afternoon or evening, I'll Mm -hmm. give myself like, okay, if I can get these three things done in the morning and early afternoon, um, I'll feel good about unplugging. So if I can like check those three or four boxes, um, it makes it a lot easier to, you know, not feel like a, a bum and, and that I haven't got anything done. I'm like, oh, I got everything done. I'm feeling good. I'm ready to go turn off and enjoy and, you know, leave my phone at home. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're, you're treating yourself more uh, easily, more comfortably by knowing that you've checked the boxes that propel your life to the next stage and your family and your security and doing 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 the work that uh, perhaps the world is asking of you so you're you're like all right this this treat is really uh the evening treat let's say feels more at ease and more joyful and more with more presence and awareness because you know you know you've checked those boxes and your mission let's say to you know help others and you know, take care of business is, is absolutely complete. That's what it exactly. sounds like. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and, and it forces you to be a little more intentional about it too, you know? Mm-hmm. Very cool, my man. Happy to hear it. You're growing. Yeah. Something like that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to have a kid here in, uh, in five weeks or four or five weeks, something like that. So like I'm going to I'm gonna have to learn how to lighten up a little bit. Right. I think you are. I think you have. Everything is happening uh, beautifully and timely for you. Um, you're, you're stepping into the to the father role. <laughs> I'm working on it. I uh, I'd love to hear what you're willing to share about this past weekend. You had the uh, the retreat in the southeast, the beautiful state of Georgia. Absolutely. First, I will I will start by saying that that was um, you know as as my partner Michael and I are evolving um, in learning and are gaining more experience. Um, you know, this was our most impactful and I would say successful in terms of helping people transform and support them uh, retreat. So it was absolutely magical. Um, I felt personally, at least um, definitely on one day in particular, that I, that was one of the best days of my life because I felt very purposeful, useful, um, I would say needed in some ways. Um, I, felt, I felt great alignment of my uh, skills, gifts, uh, purpose, and what I feel like the world, you know, the universe consciousness has been uh, requesting of me. And especially that day, I felt very much in flow, uh, very confident. It was absolutely a joy and an honor and, uh, and also challenging. You know, it was, it was all of it, right? It wasn't just like an easy task that I stepped in and already know what I'm doing. It's, it's things that, uh, those days that this retreat has, has been a culmination of 
me doing the work day in, day out, you know, growing by small percentages every day, showing up, uh, living with more integrity with myself, uh, with purpose, with an open mind, an open heart, and all the men that showed up, showed up, uh, you know, day in, day after day, you know, with an open mind, an open heart, courage, um, and uh, humility, and showed vulnerability, and it was just absolutely amazing to see how how the man showed up with the first day, especially, you know, kind of the first 24 hours, and how they left the retreat, and how they showed up on the last day, you know, it was, it was four nights, almost four days. The amount of growth that they've done, and, and also, you know, Michael and I, has been tremendous, absolutely tremendous. Uh, we talked about you as a few in the, of the people in the room, you know, uh, know you well and you were missing, of course, uh, as, as in every retreat so far. At the same time, I was reassuring myself and, and the others that one, you will you will come to a retreat. You, you have uh, made a verbal commitment that will come also as a financial commitment very soon to show up and do the work soon. Um, so I knew that it was perfect timing for you to spend time with your wife and in uh, Bend, Oregon, rather than Georgia. Um, I will share that, for example, uh, one of the guys that showed up, so all the men in the room were between 49 to 52 years old, except for yours truly, 35 years old. All of the men, except for yours truly, right? So the 49 to 52 uh, divorced once. One of them may be going through a second divorce soon. Uh, a few of them are in new, very healthy relationships, which was cool. So, you know, men are the same age. They went through uh, similar hardships in terms of uh, relationships, family, you know, divorce on kids and... Some of them have or are going through some addictions, whether it's alcohol or um, some painkillers for injuries and surgeries. And there was so much um, help and synchronicity between the people that were in the room supporting one another and us supporting them. And um, yeah, I mean, so I'll give an example. One of the guys, uh, 49 years old, showed up on the first day you know, a bit chaotic. He was a bit chaotic to begin with in terms of his delivery on the prep work, like filling up the forms and figuring out the logistics and kind of complaining about it and making excuses. And on the very, you know, the, the, the beginning of the second day, so we come in the first night in the evening and he showed up late and was the only one to show up late. And the first day, right, so after that evening, he was really acting chaotically. It, to the point that I called him out, right? That his energy was making me uncomfortable. And I said, look, I'm a 35-year-old 35-year-old man. I have a family. I'm strong enough to take care of myself. And I'm not afraid of you, but you're making me uncomfortable, right? So this was one of the conversations that I've had with him. And he, of course, was put off by this. I mean, you're telling somebody your energy is, is uncomfortable. I was just kind of all over the place um, complaining about you know, be, being in a victim mentality about his life, whether it's a father relationship, uh, ex-wife relationships, kid relationships, 
and kind of just throwing it out there in, in body language, verbal language, um, you know, in what other way? It's just like it was uncomfortable to be around him and kind of not being very considerate of how other people were feeling or kind of like, you know, uh, throwing himself at people with his issues, right? And everybody there is to work on themselves and also to help the group. So called him out and but nicely nicely meaning very calmly and and in a you know and i told him this is this is for you right i mean we you showed up in here and i'm giving this feedback so you can one container energy have so much energy and 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 make the most of it as somebody who is very energetic but learn over who has learned over time to contain the energy and and bring it uh you use it in a more calm and collected way um, and I was given the example of, of like a flame, right? There's like the, the, the top of the flame of a fire, which is very like, you know, chaotic. It's going everywhere. And there's the bottom of the flame, kind of the blue part of the flame that is very steady and just keeps going, right? So it's, they're both energetic. They're both strong. They both uh, keep firing up, but one of them is all over the place and the other one is, is kind of more zened and centered. Um, so I've had a conversation with him. Well, then it slowly helped him to slow down and, and uh, got his permission. After asking his permission and, re- and his, uh, I would say, uh, respect to work with me on an exercise, meditation, right? Um, so got him to calm down after a few minutes and he was able to, I'm kind of jumping in, he was able to channel all of his, all of his energy with a sleep mask, right? So like no visual input, sitting down on a chair putting all of his energy, all of his consciousness, all of his awareness into his stomach and then into his heart. And I said, just, you know, let's, if you can do it for 60 seconds, right, it's fantastic. And it started with it like five seconds. I'm like, I'm starting to count when he's not moving anything. He's not moving his hands, he's not moving his neck, he's not smiling, he's not like doing any, anything, right? So nothing. I want to see all of his energy going into, directed into one spot in his body right because it was very much in his mind very cerebral trying to fix things in his life and in his uh, close one's lives with using his mind right like just constantly constantly monkey chatter going on um but yeah he was able to do that after a few minutes and he was able to do it for a few minutes and it was amazing to see a man like this who's been you know self-describing as chaotic and not being able to um like repeating patterns of him getting himself into uncomfortable positions situations uh, of not delivering on certain things you know leaving certain jobs being feeling not stable uh two relationships that weren't you know uh healthy um relationships with his kids are not healthy with his father so it was a lot, um, you know, a lot to handle. He's been going through a lot. He's almost 50 years old. And he was able to tame the wolf, you know, uh, with some guidance. You know, he did it. You know, that's, that's a beauty. Like, I like calling the work that I'm doing guidance because I'm not doing the work for somebody else. I'm giving them some guidance on how they can do it themselves, right? And empowering these people to be able to notice where they're at and how they're coming off to, to society, and what, how does society perceive that perhaps? So I'm also in, in fr- you know, I asked them in front of the other men, how do they feel? Do they, do they agree with me? You know, and, and unanimously other, other men cited what I was, what I was saying. Um, so this, you know, and I told them, this is a gift to you, right? We're giving you a gift 
of of being real with you. You know, we're not, you know, we're giving you a gift by giving you a, um, like a feedback on how we're feeling your process, how you, this is kind of you, you processing how you're coming off as a man. You know, this is part well, of it. You very, very rarely get that type of brutal very, honesty too. Very rarely. And, you know, there's a, there's a craft to um, deliver this message in a way that can be actually received in a way that is beneficial. Um, I was, you know, in, in, in my best performance, I've given plenty of, of messages to people over the years, you know, and a lot of them were unsuccessful in my delivery because it was very, it was harsh before, it was aggressive, it was, um, you know, kind of an impa- like me being impatient, like this is the way it should be. You know, especially when I was younger, you got to work out, you got to stop eating this and that's it. Like, I don't even want to hear about it. Just go fucking do it, you know? And Not this you, was, Yoni. And it was, uh, <laughs> it was a very, uh, it was an evolution of how I was able to deliver this message in a, in a confident and uh, what else we call it? In a confident and direct uh, way, right? And, and you know, but gentle and strong at the same time. Um, so yeah, that, that was like an example of one of the things that were accomplished during, you know, the second day of the retreat that were fantastic. And you know, he kind of slept over it too and took some time. And the way he showed up for the rest of the retreat and also evolved with his calmness, with his integrity um, of, of doing the best that he can to to do what he wants to do, right? He's a fantastic, super wise guy, super smart, super fast thinker, um, super considerate, super hard worker. Um, you know, he takes care of business. You know, he takes care of his family, took care of his wives. There was, you know, a bunch of things that he was resentful about and then uh, his expectations were met with in family relationships mostly. And um, we put some perspective on it, on his communication. In those in those relationships, he was able to communicate with his uh, current wife, and um, yeah, make progress even from the retreat. And she was uh, blown away by his language. She's I remember like some of the things that he shared with us. She's like, "You're saying all the right things. How come? What's going on in there? You know?" Um, yeah, so that's that's an example of one of the guys you know that made amazing progress within a few days. Um, absolutely mind-blowing to see to see people's to people's um progress there um and I have, I have other stories of course how how does uh like a chaotic mind like that handle some of the ceremonies in particular the second one is what i'm and i mean you don't have to go into detail about that now if you don't want to but I, i'm just curious yeah, and you know that every person, um, chaotic or non-chaotic, you know, every ceremony can be different, right? It's it's how it, it, you never know how one will show up in a ceremony in in what way, right? Of of changing their state of consciousness, um, you know, there there are so many factors, but this one, uh, and I think in general. Uh, People that have, uh, let's say, issues that are that have been ongoing for a long time, and they're used to their own patterns. They they deal with them with what they know, with the familiar self, with the familiar tools that they have. So he, 
you know, was doing some sort of es escapism, you know, and trying to help others, which is a very helpful man, very caring man. Um, he tried to channel his, his energy outwards, outwardly, right? And see what he can do for others to make himself feel good about himself rather than face himself in, inwardly, you know, uh, direct of his energy, be open to that, um, examine it. So, and, and you know, I mean, he was using what he knows, that he, his mind, uh, channeling his energy outwardly and, and using movement to express himself and express some of his anger, uh, some of his frustrations, you know, uh, in a very masculine way, right? Uh, he called himself a fixer, for example, which is something we men uh, are, you know, tend to do often, right? So a situation comes about and let's say in a, in a, in a romantic relationship uh, between masculine and feminine, uh, feminine, as we know, uh, is, is nothing wrong about it, right? This is the feminine is more chaotic. The masculine usually uh, is about containing the chaotic energy. This is how the world was was began from chaos and, and some container about it. Creation is usually chaotic. Um, as, as you're about to become a father, kids usually until, until seven years old, they're, they're, they're more chaotic. They're, they're figuring things out. They're, they're full of energy. They don't have the tools yet to contain indirect energy in, in, a, in a more uh, calm uh, and organized way. But anyways, um, sorry, I keep biting my tongue. Um, what was I going to say about that? I forget where was my train of thought. Well, just balancing the masculine and feminine. Yeah, you were so, giving the example of like a romantic relationship. So yeah, yeah. So you know, he he was in a very masculine. Like, I'm going to fix the situation. I'm going to fix others. I'm going to, you know, this is what I do. I don't like to slow down. I like to be open about. I like to move. I like to, I like to express myself. I like to have conversations. I'm like, uh, I, I said to him in the beginning that uh, that a man that is balanced and, a per, and a, any person that is balanced has a good balance of feminine and masculine. It doesn't mean that they're 50% masculine, 50% feminine, but they do have both sides in a healthy manner, right? They can be 80% masculine, 20% feminine. But when one is going only towards one of these aspects of, of themselves and uh, disregarding the other side, they're saying like, I don't really need this. I don't even want to look into this. Uh, there are usually some imbalances that are making that person suffer and making the people in their life suffer. So I was focusing with him on feminine energy, you know, on, on slowing down, nurturing, on caring, um, on being more gentle. And this is the focus, um, you know, for me was to work with this man, you know, and with another man, it was the complete opposite. You know, he was more feminine. It was just a bit more afraid, less confident, um, you know, he needed some more fiery energy. Energy. He was a bit more emotional, right? Very emotional. Um, and also, he was chaotic in, in a way that he was not being able to control his emotions, which was bringing him some uh, discomfort more in a childish way. Um, and with him, it was more about kind of feeling more fiery, uh, feeling like he's a lion. He's a man. He can take care of business. He can take care of himself. He's a parent. He's an adult. And um, yeah, we we went through some exercises. I did give him uh, some physical support, you know, whether it was hugging, uh, holding his hand, you know, uh, some some physical reassurance that he can do it right with some energetic uh, uh, 
signals and verbal signals and looking him in the eyes um, and asking him to look at me in the eye and, and lifting his chin, standing in a certain way. Um, so there, there was all kinds of, of guidance that, you know, I was just ecstatic to be able to share with men at the retreat and support them and help them grow and help them realize and have realizations at the moment when they were most suggestible, uh, when their, you know, minds and heart were more, you know, open for, for suggestions and, and feedback. And yeah, over a few days, I mean, they, they made amazing progress. And a few people mentioned there that um, part of the experiences that I went through were the best, most profound things that they've ever went through. And that's, you know, it's a hands-down success for us. Um, yeah, you know, they, they were giving us great feedback on the spot that what we're doing is um, very beneficial for them. It is done with uh, professionalism and experience, and we were stoked to be able to deliver the experience. It was, it was absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. What, what number retreat is this for you guys? It's like five? Four. Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like every time I talk to you after these weekends or events, they seem to get more and more refined, which is the uh, undercover reason that I've waited so long. I was really waiting for you guys to perfect your craft. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're going to be joining the right timing and making, of course, the most of it. We did have a repeat in this retreat of, a, of one of the guys that showed up uh, the second time. He is a very um, solid Boulder Roman, uh, physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, just an amazing, amazing man. That what was really cool in that retreat is that we voiced our um, intent to bring more people to the hosting uh, team, right? So it's just Michael and I at the moment. Uh, so we voiced this intent, and he offered himself, and both Michael and I unanimously said, "This is the guy to join our team." So now we have a third person joining our team. So the next retreat, this person will be co-hosting with us, which is amazing to get his support. And he has, of course, his own personality and his own support. And um, it was pretty amazing that without even us announcing to the group then that he's joining us as part of the hosting team, one of the guys there asked for his help specifically to uh, make a major move of him letting go uh of an addiction that he was working with, you know, with a supplement uh, for as a painkiller uh, and asked for his support to literally dump that, get rid of it. And not, not of me, not of Michael, um, just him. Cause this guy is just an amazing, an amazing human. Um, so, you know, that was also another <sighs> huge progress of our, um, you know, of our mission. We, we just had somebody who asked to join our team and it was such a synchronicity and, and a blessing. And we're going to be able to bring this experience to even more people uh, to be able to handle bigger groups, you know. And um, yeah, so that's, that's super exciting. And we're expecting to do the next retreat in about four, I don't know, maybe five, six months, uh, considering that the ba- baby is joining our family very soon. And, um, yeah, I mean, just super, super stoked. I'm elated. I'm, I'm freaking elated about everything that has happened. Still thinking about it. Uh, getting messages from the participants. Uh, 
you know, a dear friend, a new dear friend of mine that was on the fence because of all kinds of situations he'd been going through, showed up as I've sent you images of him, and he made immense, uh, immense progress. Uh, yeah, I want to talk to him. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm Absolutely. excited. Yeah, you got to talk to him. So, holy Damn, moly, dude, that that's crazy. Yeah. As as you were talking, I was just thinking, um, you've been saying for years now, oh, you know, I want to do these retreats. I'm trying to figure out what it looks like. And it's like, it was like this big end goal. Um, yeah. But you're doing it. This is what you, you are, you, you're doing it. Like you just made it happen. Um, it's pretty cool, man. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, um, yeah, you know, I mean, I it gave me the confidence to want to continue pursuing these retreats and also the confidence to pursue another type of retreats that is will be similar, uh, but uh, I think less emotionally intense because these are for for very courageous men. And I think there's some regularly courageous men that can uh, be introduced to this work in a more uh, less frightening way. Uh, these are four intense days, you know, workshops and, and waking up every day, 5.45, 6 a.m. meditation, breath work, movement, um, opening up, really like opening up, being vulnerable. I mean, I think most men, including me, were weeping there, you know, freaking weeping there. Just, just, I think I was, I think I was weeping the day before the retreat because, you know, I've been doing so many things, um, for, on so many aspects, you know, family-wise, Relationship-wise, work-wise, just preparing for the new, per- the new, the newest addition to the family, working harder than I usually do, just being kind of tired and also happy and just emotional. Um, so I did. So for example, I did um, one of the like, I would say the more simple and and and, and joyful ceremonies that we we do the retreat. Uh, which I've done in Peru that involves just shamanic tobacco, right? Just very, you remember the, the rape, uh, you get this tobacco going up to your uh, to your nostrils, it's going into your sinuses, it cleans you up, you know, it cleans up the system, it's anti-parasitic, it's antifungal. It feels Are you really doing the same? Good. The, <laughs> feels really good is an interesting way of putting that. Um, it feels really good after, like, after the, the, the process is done. To, to get it done, you know, to go through the first couple of minutes is very uncomfortable, which is why I have, I've been having such a uh, resistance to it, right? So me doing this, and I think I've only done it now for the third time in my life. Um, I have skipped it in other other retreats because of, of fear, you know, fear of discomfort. Um, and the is Michael is Michael administering it the same way that uh, David did down in Peru? Yeah, he he does, he does. Okay, and, uh, okay. He said that part of this part of this ceremony, you know, is about getting over fears. You know, it's some some of the men. Most of the men did it two times. I had no fear about it. But to me, you know, something going up up my nose, it feels like uh, kind of like wasabi, and just the whole process of somebody going like that, like kind of like with a, a freaking weapon towards my nose. You know, the it's just it's. It's uncomfortable. I mean, I've had huge resistance to it four years ago, and I still have resistance resistance to it. And um, I did it to get over my fears mostly. And I did feel, I'm saying, I did feel amazing because my throat was a little scratchy. 
I was not feeling that good a few days before. You know, my sinuses were a little bit stuffy. It was an immediate release, like within five minutes, I'm feeling maybe within 10 minutes, I'm feeling fantastic, you know? Yeah, those first few minutes are, are a little intense, but I, I do remember you did have some resistance around uh, Rape. You, your, your like level of concern around Rape was probably equivalent to my level of concern around uh, ayahuasca. And the well, rape didn't scare me as much, but it's it's funny. Um, mm-hmm. It is it is very intense, though. I mean, I could see why you I, would have that feeling. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the relationship I think I have um, with tobacco, which is so you know so simple for most people. They they enjoy tobacco, uh, but um, I think it's because of my first experience with it, I got nauseous, and I didn't want to get nauseous. Um, you know, I think when it, for example, you know, we've done, uh, we went to this ayahuasca retreat four years ago, and it's the only time that I've done ayahuasca in my life. And, um, but I came to it with an open heart, open mind that this is, this is what I, this is what is going to help me progress. Uh, and with, I would say, some overconfidence too. Um, not much fear of, of changing my state of consciousness. So it was, yeah, it's, it's all about the attitude there, you know. Um, it's, it's definitely more uncomfortable to do ayahuasca than, than to do rapé. I mean, there's nothing to compare. Uh, but going into it, I have much more resistance with doing rapé than, than when I did ayahuasca. So, I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting situation. Yeah, yeah. I I still have mine here. I haven't used it obviously since Peru. Uh, yeah, I've been invited either. a couple of times, <laughs> but yeah. So. It's, so interestingly enough, uh, one of the participants there told me about a, a doctor in Florida, and I forget his name. I think it's something Lawrence or Lawrence, and he makes this uh, John Zen- John Lawrence. He makes this Zen spray. Do you know yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's rape, and I think like CBD, and he makes all these mixtures, and it's much easier, right? Because you know, just kind of spray it up there and take a sniff. I think like- there's some ketamine in it too, dude. Whoa. Ketamine. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe that's a separate uh, spray, but it's John, it's John Laurent yeah, down in Florida. Yeah. Uh, I'll send you a couple of podcasts. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, this guy said he's going to send me some podcasts. He said that the raw pay from him is very nice. And I, um, I've been hearing that people in Peru have been taking raw pay is uh, when they get COVID or something, when they get sick, it's, it's just super therapeutic and, and it does feel pretty good. Uh, I have to say, and I, I get why some people use tobacco for this head high or whatever's going on. There's, there's a certain feeling, um, for whatever reason, you know, my, my, my constitution is not as excited about tobacco, but, um, I think with this delivery method of using a nasal spray, uh, I'll be more, um, I mean, I'll make more of, I'll, I'll be meeting this, uh, what do we call this technology? Rape, what what do we call this? Uh, medicine, medicine, medicine. Yeah, medicine. I've been meeting this medicine more frequently than once every two years or so. You know, which is probably what I've done. Yes, I bought it in Peru too. When we bought it at the market, I have not used it since. It's probably expired by now. Uh, Does it expire? I think it exp- I think it loses potency, like a lot of uh, you know herbs and such. Like oh even, yeah, yeah, like your. Uh, or spices in the in the cabinet, you know, whatever that might be, you know, um, they they lose potency over time. Usually, you want to keep spices for you know up to a year, uh, and they're still usable, but they're not going to be as as fresh, you know, and they're not going to have that. They're using they're they're just kind of dying, you know. 
Um, yeah, so that's um, that's some of the the things that went down, you know, and um, it was absolutely fantastic. It was absolutely beautiful. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just ecstatic about about how it went down. Um, absolutely ecstatic. Absolutely. That's great. Ecstatic. I got I got the chance to talk to your daughter while you were gone, uh, very briefly on the phone. How was she? She was great. She told me uh, she wanted me to ask my parents if I could come to her house and, and go swimming. <laughs> oh my god, Un- Uncle Guinea. Uncle Guinea, it's so sweet. She says after the mics leave. <laughs> mics leave. <laughs> yeah, she was hanging out with Mike yesterday, and she loves Mike, and uh, the other Mike has left already. So that's great, yeah, dude. I had a bunch of people stay with me uh, in the month of July. Um, I think I'm, I think we're done hosting people until the baby. Bit. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh that's great, man. I um I wanted to share with you too, really quickly. Um, at the yoga studio here, there's a woman named uh, Kristen who's so I anytime she has a class on the schedule, I go and not necessarily for the like the physical part of it, um, but her during Shavasana at the beginning and the end. You could just tell this woman knows. I mean, I've been to a lot of classes with a lot of teachers. A lot of them are fantastic, but she is another level. Mm-hmm. Um, has done a lot, a lot of work. She's probably in her. I don't want to age her right now. She looks really young, but I'm saying based on wisdom, she's got to be late forties minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's you know like studied world religions in, if, in, in uh, like in her academic career. She's um, seems to be very aware and everything she says is just like, I'm like, damn, this lady knows what's going on. Um, and I was thinking during my last uh, class with her, I was like, you know, I got to see it. Like, like if she can it, assume some sort of teaching role in my life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. That's kind of a weird thing to ask someone. And I was thinking about it. And then at the end of class, she goes, actually, um, we're doing a new uh, teacher training here and she's going to run it. And it covers not necessarily, you know, warrior two and, you know, whatever the Western idea of yoga is, but it's like a very comprehensive rundown. It's a year long program, uh, one weekend a month, two days. And uh, it, it seems very, very legit. And Kristen is super legit, so um, I'm excited about that. I'm gonna I'm gonna sign up for that. It starts in January. I think that'll be enough time between uh, the birth of our son and you know being able to commit to something for one weekend a month here in town. It's awesome. Um, yeah, but really, really excited about that. I mean, not that I want to be. I think it's more for personal reasons than anything. I told her that too after she mentioned it. I was <laughs> like, you know, I don't think I want to. I have enough uh, enough things. Um, commitments. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever want to teach yoga classes, but yeah, something I got really excited about. That's awesome. It sounds like you're doing this in, in uh, the same way you've been do, going to concerts and to the river and comedy and you're, just, you're doing this because you want to do it for your own enjoyment, period. Yeah. And for whatever reason, um, you know, she's like always talking about like different energy centers and the example she's giving. They're like, they're very relatable to me in the way she puts it. Um, and it seemed to, I, I always have these like light bulb moments when I'm in her, in her classes. And I thought, 
all right, for for whatever reason, there seems to be some kind of a calling here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. It's fantastic. Speaking of energy centers, you know, I got the BioWell device, uh, which is an assessment device for organ function, energetic state, and the energy system. Uh, oh yeah, you have you used it yet? And not yet. I I got it right before I left the, for the retreat, so that same day that I left. So it's still in the box. Yeah, uh, I am yet to open it, but I have orientation in one week from tomorrow. It's going to be two oh, hours. Oh, that's right. That's first. right. Then I'm going to have uh, in a little bit, in two months or so, maybe three months, I have my official training to become certified as a practitioner. And yeah, I mean, until then, you know, I'll get a good, um, I'll get a, I'll get some good practice with it. Uh, so I'm excited to do that. And as you're saying, I mean, energy centers are so interesting. It's something that I was poo-pooing when I was a teenager and also in my 20s. And now it's, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious to see how that how that all works. That's something I, I do want to do. I was actually looking into uh, the guys at Wild Health. I think they use something like that in their as part of their diagnostic uh, program. And one of them is actually based here. I think one's over by you, maybe it's in South Carolina. And then the other one, or he's somewhere in the South. Uh, mm-hmm. and then one's in bed. Um, I want to look into their, into their program. Yeah. Very that's cool, cool, man. Beautiful. What else has been going on since, uh, I've talked to you last? Uh, I mean, it's, it's been probably four days at least. Yeah. Since you left on Thursday. Did you leave Thursday? I left on, um, yeah, I left on Friday something, Friday early, early afternoon. But it's been, yeah, it's been a few days. How's your wife doing? She's good, man. So this this group we went to the concert with last night, it was five couples, four of which are pregnant. Oh, my God. Dude, it's crazy. Everyone's having babies right now. Um, everyone that I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have another another friend actually who just found out they're pregnant too. I'll tell you. I'll tell you offline. I don't want to make an, a, any sort of announcement for them. Um, is it somebody that I know? Yes, it is. Oh, very cool. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, I think that's a fun thing, you know, to have people in your circle that are also going to be having kids your age. Um, a few of them are doing home births too. Wow. Uh, which is really cool. And also Kelsey finds, you know, a little bit of comfort in, in, you know, knowing that other, other women are going to go through that too. There's actually, we just had recommended to us last night, a documentary called, I think it's called like the business of birth. Have you mm-hmm. heard of it? No. Um, it's supposed to be really, really good. So we're going to check that out. And then I know the holistic OBGYN, really? um, was on Luke Story's show recently, and Kelsey lis- has listened to every mm-hmm. episode of his podcast. So, uh, it's a fantastic podcast, one of my favorite ones ever. Yeah, who Luke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's all over it. Uh, so I don't know. He's been he's been putting a lot of baby stuff out there lately. I wonder what what his agenda looks like. Well, he's going. He said he's going to have kids. So, oh, did he? Kids, yeah. That's uh, probably what it is. His wife is either pregnant or, you know, they're going to get pregnant very soon. And he just moved into his, his uh, more permanent place. He's, he's probably, he? that's, that's, I think so. I think he just moved in, right? Uh, I haven't listened to of uh, the last few, but 
he was talking about moving in soon. He's been he said it was been like a fifteen month renovation already at some point, and you know. Oh my goodness! I'm sure he's, he's going to be stoked, and yeah, that's probably going to be a home that he stays in for a long time. Yeah, good for him. That's um, a- yeah, check that episode out. I, I I know that that it can only I haven't heard it, but I I know it's going to be really great because Luke's really great, and this guy's the holistic OBG guy is has had fantastic content uh so far any anyway fantastic well i'd love to get a link from you and uh also the link about uh you said dr john laurence is that the zen yeah also i heard about him from luke as well yeah i've heard he was on luke that they have quite a relationship by now luke is crushing it and um, he really is i've learned so much from him it's, it's amazing and i love his style i love his um you know his curiosity his attitude there's there are just endless things that I've learned from this man. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what would I say? Uh, essential, and uh, it was essential for my growth and my path to 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 listen to the information that he's been synthesizing and you know delivering his messages. Amazing, amazing man. I remember uh, when we met him in person uh, a few years ago in PaleoFX and seems like a down-to-earth man and just, just awesome. Yeah, he is. He's tall as hell too. <laughs> yeah. That was the first thing I noticed when I saw him. I was like, damn, man, you are tall. He's a long man. He's a long man. He's a good guy and he always like, anytime I send him an email, he like emails right back. He's a really, uh, we have like a 40, <laughs> 40, uh, message thread going just pick up right where we left off every couple of months or so that's great yeah, he's a good I, know, guy. I know you have your booth uh probably coming up soon uh at your office space yeah so let's wrap it up thank you for the time good seeing you good talking to you as always yeah um same to you man i'm really happy for you i could tell you're uh you're feeling good right now it's probably nice to be to be back home too yes it is and likewise to you i'm happy to hear how things have been developing and you're Enjoying life to uh, a stronger intense uh, intensity extent that is, and um, yeah, man, really good work, and um, yeah, I think we're gonna have some great times uh, on the horizon with our families and mesotreat treat and everything else, hunting. Who knows? Oh, yeah. What um. Yeah, someone we were just talking about uh, the, the hog hunting out in Texas. We got to talk about that too. Absolutely. Um, cool, man. Well, and, and enjoy being back home. Enjoy being back with the little one. You're getting ready to be in the nesting phase here too, huh? Absolutely. I have a little renovation starting on Monday, as you might know. Uh, I do know. Renovating the room for uh, the upcoming little sir that is joining. And um, yeah, super exciting. Super, super exciting. Right on, brother. Um, well, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you soon. Ciao. Thanks, everyone. Yep. Peace. Peace, people.